them poor. People have the potential to be rich. But when you lack the knowledge, simply the information, the education, then it looks like you are poor. Today, we're going to see something from the word of God. A woman that didn't need anything and gave. Sometimes you meet people, they are all right. They are rich. They have nice homes. They have everything you can dream of. Amen. And so, when you say give, to them it sounds something else. But today we're going to go into the Bible and see a woman that gave and he was not even expecting anything. But still, because she gave, God said, no. You can't break this my covenant. Sowing and reaping. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. We're reading from verse 8. And it fell on the day that Elisha passed to Shinnem. There was a city called Shinnem. Where was a great woman? Why did the Bible describe this woman as a great woman. We'll find out. Amen. And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in either to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, a table, and a stool, and a candlestick, and it shall be, when he comes he cometh to us that he shall turn in either. And it fell on the day that he came either and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldst thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among 
my own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, verily she has no child and her husband is old. Amen. Now, this woman used to see Elisha passing by. And the woman out of her own initiative, volution, decided to invite the man of God. And listen, the Bible says, you know, when he invited the man of God to eat, the man of God will not. But this woman will constrain Look, the woman, that means persuaded the man of God. Let me tell you, there are some seed when you are sowing, you even have to persuade the receiver. Are you with me? You need to gently persuade the person. And this woman persuaded Elijah, please, man of God, you can't pass by. Please, eat something. Amen. That kind of faith, because the woman had a faith to do that. It takes faith sometimes to persuade men of God. Because some men of God Look, if you are not careful, you may think bluffing. Amen. The way they eat straight away. I, for instance, when I come to your house for the first time, I won't eat. You persuade me I will not eat. It will take some time. Amen. So Elijah, Elisha refused. The woman said, please, man of God. Then gradually, the man of God started eating. And then, every time this man of God will pass by, he walked in. Then the woman decided to take it to another level. Say, another level. Not only eating, but what? Accommodation. Because the woman thought, no. I mean, for this man of God going in to minister and coming, no. Let me, let, let's provide a place. So the woman persuaded the husband. When it comes to giving between men and women, women always are willing to give than men. Are you with me? That is true. I mean, I've been in ministry for quite a long time and I know when it comes to giving, you always see the women willing to give. Men constrain themselves to give. But some men are wonderful givers. Put your hands together for the Lord. So they, they build a house, put a table, bed in, so the man of God could come in and sit down and begin to 
pray. Then after a while, because this woman had fulfilled the divine law of sowing, 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 the man of God felt, no, it's not right. The woman had been sowing. Something should be done. Because by the divine laws of God, when you give, you should receive. So they called the woman. You've been very careful how you've been taking care of us, the way, I mean, the reception, the feeding, the food, and, and, and even accommodation. What can we do for you? The woman said, oh, I'm, I don't need anything. Amen. Then, Elisha said, should I speak to the king on your behalf? That means, Elisha had connection with the president, to the king. The woman said, oh, I'm a citizen, so I don't need that kind of arrangement. Then, Elijah, Elisha and his servant Gehazi started to discuss how can we bless this woman? Then Gehazi came up so I've not seen any of their children in the house. So it looks like they don't have children. And the husband is an old man which presumed that they were old. So Elisha called a woman and said, Woman, a year by this time, you will embrace a child. Will you say, Amen? Amen. Every man of God has a reward. The Bible calls it the prophet's reward. And the prophet's reward comes when a man of God speaks a word into your life. He can speak a word and it can change everything about you. Are you with me? And the woman said, man of God, don't lie to me. Because I tried to have children all these years. It didn't work. So I, I, I just thought, okay, maybe it is the will of God that I should not have a child. And the Bible says, according to the word of Elisha, the woman conceived and gave birth. Put your hands together for the Lord. You know, sometimes you may not need anything. It looks like you have no need. But you have it. God knows your needs. God knows what you are lacking. Amen. And the Bible says the boy grew. He became maybe a lad, about 12 years old. Thereby, and just imagine an old couple 
that in their old age they will receive a son a son of promise then one day they were on the field working and the boy complained my head, my head, my head and the boy died amen now look here when the boy died they told they, 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 first they took the boy to the mother uh, to the father he said oh take it to the mother when the boy was sick they took the boy to the father and the father said take take him to the mother because the, the father had no faith when it came to prayer it was the mother that was praying because of her association with the man of God this woman had become a woman of faith and so this woman mounted a horse he said come on give me a horse and he sent the messengers ahead to the man of God and one Elijah when the woman caught up with Elisha, he heard her cloak. He said, hey, man of God, did I ask for a child? Amen. You see, giving can give you a muzzle of faith. Say, muzzle of faith. Before God, Abraham gave, and because of the Bible says he became a friend of God. It's just because of his giving and obedience to God. And so this woman could help. Who are you to hold the rope of Elijah? But because this woman had been sowing into her life. She had the audacity to hold. She said, man of God, did I ask for a child? This is the woman who said, I don't need anything. Hallelujah. And then, held the man of God so quickly Elisha gave her staff. Sorry, gave his staff to Gehazi. Go and lay it upon the boy. And Gehazi is a type of the servant who was just following the man of God because of the food, because of the things he would get. But not because of anointing, not because he will receive the giftings of ministry. So he went, uh, he laid it, and uh, nothing happened. Hallelujah. It is very important the kind of mentality you have concerning ministry. And then Elisha himself had to come. And the Bible says, when 
He came. He was pacing in and out, speaking in tongues, and walking in the room. And he would lie on the chair and prayed. And the boy came back to life. Put your hands together for the Lord. Raising the dead is not easy as people think. Amen. And gave the boy back to the mother. Then let's go to 2 Kings chapter 8. The same woman, after many years, Let's read from verse 1. I'm reading from verse 1. Then spoke Elisha unto the woman, whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise, go down, and thy household, and sojourn. Wheresoever thou can sojourn, for the Lord has called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. Now look here. This is a woman who said, I don't need anything. Now this woman got a child, is that right? The child died and God raised the child back from death. Amen. The third miracle, one day, Elisha called this woman and said, look, there's going to be a famine on this land for seven years. Look for a place and go and stay here. So the woman with her household left. This is the woman who said, I don't need anything. You can never beat God in giving. I said, you can never beat God in giving. And you cannot give and you will not receive. Anything you put on the altar will not die. It will live again. Hallelujah. So now look here. If this woman, when he saw the man of God, I said, oh, look at him. This, it was the same Elijah that some children saw him and they were making fun of him because of his bald head and the children. And then he commanded and bear came from nowhere to kill the children and to eat them. But here, this woman embraced him. And look at the benefit. Sowing into the life of the man of God. Hallelujah. Years ago, I had come from Nigeria with my wife and we were staying in one bedroom. 
and there were no windows. There were, I mean, the place we lived, we put some curtains around. Amen. And I remember my mom came there and then he looked at said, but you have, you have a room in Takradi. Oh, why should you come and leave? It's such a place. And I told her, I'm on assignment for the Lord. And I used to preach around, you know, Church of Pentecost and other place. And one day, I preached in one of their branches. And there was a woman there. And this woman, you know, I ministered healing and everything. After the service, he approached the presiding elder. They didn't have a pastor. And said, I want to take this man of God to my house. I want to introduce him to my husband. So he spoke to me and said, this woman want to take you home and introduce you to the husband. And it wasn't far away. So I decided to go. When I got there, he told the husband, he said, today, what God did in the church through this man, the woman spoke very well of me. And you know, they had a, a cook, they set the table, everything. And then the man said, come and sit down. Today you will eat from my table. I said, oh, I have to go home, you know. He said, you are not going anywhere. You are going to eat here. Amen. So I sat down and the man said, from this day, this is your home. You can walk in Anytime. Guess what? While we're eating, then a neighbor ran in with alarming news that their son was going for surgery. And that's and the situation is so very threatened because they don't know whether the child the doctors have spoken to them that they are not sure the boy will survive the surgery. But the surgery need to be done. So I caught him and said, oh, God can heal that boy. God can set the boy free. They had already admitted the boy, preparing him for the surgery. So that, I said, okay, then we organize a prayer. So that night, gathered and we prayed throughout the night. And let me tell you, when we're praying, some strange things happen. They have locked their doors. But the doors will be open, and then the Holy Spirit will bank it. You open, they'll go back, lock it. Amazing things will happen. Then the Spirit of God spoke to me that the boy is dead. So let's pray. So I told them that the boy is he's called Bernard. He's been here. Bernard has been here. So, we prayed, and right after the prayer, we closed around five. We all went to Kolebu. When we got there, the doctors who performed the surgery, they were still in the, 
uh, surgical gown and they had all these things covering their mouth. They walked in and they called the father's side and said, tonight we nearly lost Bernard. He said, during the surgery, the boy died. So they just left her. They had opened the boy and they left the boy on the table somewhere. And after performing all the surgery they needed to do that night, around five, when they were asking the mortuary guys to pick the body, then they saw that the boy was moving the legs. And, and, and the doctors were so excited. Say, this, we haven't seen anything like that. But listen, when we, the boy came around and then we prayed with him, he just looked at me and said, you are one of the doctors who came to perform surgery on me. I said, no, I'm not a doctor. He said, no, you were here. So you were here. You were part of, you were telling the parent, you were here. You were one of the doctors. It was some sort of argument. So we just left it. Then I knew that it was the spirit of the Lord. From there, this is how my association with Nana David Osamankwa started. That's how it started. Sowing into the life of a man of God. Or sowing into the lie. You know, it is, it is very crucial and important. And that kind of giving must be initiated by you. You don't need to be what? Told. Are you with me? And, and, and this woman tapped into something. So, the second, the third miracle is that Elisha said, Find a place for seven years. So after the seventh year, the woman came. Somebody has taken her property, her house, all the alliance. And there was a fourth miracle. Say fourth miracle. For blessings to this woman. This is the woman who told Elijah. I don't need anything. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Verse 2. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And it came to pass at the seven years end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the 
man of God, saying, tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha has done. Now, look, God orchestrated this miracle. The woman had gone to the king that that house, that property belonged to me, the land, and somebody had taken over. The king didn't know Elijah. He did not see the ministry of Elijah. And the servant of Elijah, Gehazi, was there. Then the king said, Gehazi, tell me about I've heard so many things about Elijah. The miracles he did. And while they were talking, this woman came. Just walked into the palace. And God said, yes, this is the woman whose son died and Elijah raised the boy from the dead. What will happen? So immediately, the kids, oh, it has so. Okay, madam, go and take your land. Your land is restored to you. So out of that miracle of losing her son came out another miracle of restoration of her property. Come on, put your hands together. Now let me ask you, the house that they built for Elisha, where was the house located? Eh? Where? It was. So the property that now somebody took over and the king ordered that, that there should be a restoration. Where was the house? Was it part of that property? You see the miracle. So eventually everything that she did, God restored. God restored. Everything. The house he built, everything was restored to the woman. Put your hands together for the Lord. That is what God can do. So you can beat God in giving. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, overflowing. Will men give to your bosom? So what this woman, the woman gave Elisha, the woman fed Elisha, is that right? And then built. But look at all the blessings returned. But still, this is a woman who said, I don't need anything. God knows your needs. And as you sow, 
You know, last week we learned that giving is a spiritual transaction. It's not donation. Whatever you give is a spiritual transaction. And God will give it back to you. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Now let's read verse 5 and 6. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life, that behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, Oh, king, this is the woman, and this is her son, whom Elijah restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed unto her certain officer, saying, Restore all that was her. Come on, say it with me. Restore all that was her. And all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. So, what the occupant had eaten, they had to do what? Pay back. That is going to be a payback. I say your giving is going to bring a restoration and a payback to you. Hallelujah. This is the woman who said, I don't need anything. Give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaking together, overflowing, will men give to your bosom. Sometimes you can give and you may not see a direct you, you, I mean respond to your giving but let me tell you something once you've given God is doing the calculations sometimes you may not need money but you may need what? something else sometimes you may not need a house but you may need something else. And God himself will restore. He will do the calculation. And, and just imagine, the woman walked to the king, pleading, king, my land, and that house belonged to me. For instance, if the king had asked the woman, who is your witness that that house belonged to you? Who will have been the woman's witness? Gazai. Oh, I've lived in the household. Hey, we chopped. Hey, we've been eating. We sleeping that this woman, he's a good woman. Oh. That is how God works. So don't stop sowing seed. I said, don't stop sowing seed. Just imagine, seven years. 
So this woman that said, I don't need anything. I'm giving, but I don't need anything. May the Lord convert your, your seed into your needs. What really, really you need. Make, sometimes we don't even know what we need. Like this woman. She didn't know. Oh, I'm old. So, to have a child is not my priority. Oh, I have this. I have a house. I live among my people. I'm a citizen. And look, a citizen, but she nearly lost her property. So we only speak about things we know. But God knows your needs. I said, God knows your needs. And he will surely convert them. That is why your giving is, it becomes a seed that will be converted to your needs. When the harvest comes, it will come in the form of your knees. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. God restored all. And the woman said, I live among my people. I don't need anything. But God knew that a time will come that this woman will have a need. She needed a child. She didn't know, number one. And she was not expecting at that age. And God gave her a child. She didn't know that her child would die. The boy died. God used Elijah to raise the boy from the dead. She didn't know that a famine is going to come on the land for seven years. Elijah told her, leave seven years. When she went out, she didn't know that somebody would take over her property. For seven years, she wasn't around and I believe some crooks just, oh, this woman, maybe she's dead. They just went in there and, and, and started changing the documentations. You know, making sure that they transferred the property in their name. And became very critical that the only way she could get her property back is to go to the king to make an appeal. And when she got there, that was the time Gehazi was also there. And the king needed information from Gehazi. I've heard a lot about Elisha. His ministry, can you tell me? And Gehazi was while they were talking, the woman came. This is the woman. The testimony I gave you. This is the woman. And so no witness. There is no need for witness. The house has, I lived in the house. 
we ate from the house. I slept there. It belonged to the woman. And they restored all. All the fruit that they've sold. The king said, by the altar of the king, they should make an account. May God restore. This morning, I sense a restoration about something that even you don't know. Anything that is missing in your life that need to be restored in the name of Jesus. May you receive restoration. May you receive restoration. Some years ago when uh, the first crusade we had in Koforodia to open the branch there, a woman gave us her guest house for me and the crusade team. And the woman took good care of us. I mean, she was a member of Aglo. He just heard of me and said, oh, she came, he said, oh, Pastor Adam said, you are in town? Come. So all the team went there. She cooked for us, did everything for us. The day I left the place, in the night, midnight, her daughter was attacked with a serious stomach pains. And the girl was dying. So all that this woman did was, he took that girl and went to the room, the bed that I had laid on, and then put the girl on the bed and said, this is the bed that the man of God lied in the name of Jesus. And the girl testified when he touched some heat came out of the bed. And he said, all of a sudden the thing just went out of her tummy and instant healing. And even requested for food. These are some of the things. May God give you understanding. I sense a restoration. I say, I sense a restoration coming. Some things that even you don't, you can't, you, you may even forget about it. But God is going to bring it through. Lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands. The Lord knows your needs. Be on your feet. Oh, that's in me. 
that God is converting your seed into your needs. A needs that you don't even know. A means that you don't even remember. Father, we pray. We believe in your word. We believe in your power. Speak to the life of your people. May your restoration power and grace come upon your people. And by your word, the seeds they have sown, even those ones that they could not name, but you know, that this morning you are converting them. of miracles. If this woman received the miracle of a child raising the child from them seven year family a restoration of the house and restoration of all the fruits five miracles in four May you, God, give to your people. And let that be testimony 
in the name of Jesus I speak to the life of the people the restoration power for the things that they have sown for the miracles that your grace and your supernatural unction will prevail we bless in Jesus name Amen Put your hands together for the Lord.